these markets, they, you didn't really need to participate, especially that second race at Mooney Valley, because you had a, a lot of the, the key runners that took up most of the percentages there that weren't even running for race number two. So until they went out, then the market basically took shape. So since then at Mooney Valley, we'll talk about the first race for the boys. First of all, um, Michael Kent Jr. Was big on hedged since it's been gelded saying it's their, their best chance for the day. Um, but what's the market telling us there? It's market telling us that it's really struggling with this race. Yeah. So there's plenty of opinion. There's a few horses that they like and that they want to be with, but they can't really zero in on one over the other. It's a really fascinating race from a market perspective because um, probably a few of these don't have the massive number like those uh, two horses we spoke about in Sydney, and they're all sort of pretty close. But then there's this, you know, expectation. You, you speak about hedged uh, at its first start uh, in the provincials. I think it's two fifty into two dollars. Probably disappoints market expectation. Runs third, I think it was. Goes straight for a spell. Gets gelded. We know that's obviously some big improvement for horses like that. Usually the market comes for those kinds of horses, and it's been solid again. So. There's expectations around a few of these. Um, it's a really tricky race to work out. I will say the 12, Hay Fat Cat, has had some really good support. Okay. So there's a bit in this, I think, Gaz. So it comes, it got beaten a fair way, but it comes out of the exploring form line at Flemington. And we know the third horse has since come out and won. It's a really hot race. It rated fantastically. So there's a bit of support to that. And there's another layer to that as well. Hay Fat Cat's drawn one. Um, we're back at Mooney Valley from a long time. And I think really importantly is that we're out five metres. So I think usually you would think, okay, from a break, we might go straight back to the tree. We're out five. Now we know history tells us out five metres, whether off a long break or not off a long break, Mooney Valley usually plays to horses on the inside. So there is that census again, um, as I spoke about Randwick, how maybe some bigger punters are, are playing wider gates. I think you will see a lot of the market push towards horses that they think can probably settle in the first two or three or can hold that rail advantage because they think it might be the distinct, a distinct advantage today at Mooney Valley, okay. as we as we usually would go into. But I think sometimes we think, oh, well, we've had a bit of a break at Mooney Valley. Maybe it's going to even up a bit. I would still start the base that inside and forward is going to be an advantage today at Mooney Valley. And the market's trending towards that way. Now, after two or three races, guys, we see horses coming from behind. Well, then you, you change your attitude. But I think that's our starting point. I did ask Tony Salisbury that yesterday when he joined us on Giddy Up, why they are starting five metres with their rails uh, position since that layoff. And he did indicate that in the winter racing, they just didn't want to risk um, tearing up the true um, position there ahead of the bigger race meetings coming up in the spring. So that's the reason why they're out um, five metres to recommence their their racing season, um, basically. Oh, this is the last meeting for the season, but they've had that time off. So that's the story there. What about this second race? Because you've had a host of scratchings that took the percentage out of the market. So we finally get a true indication in the last 12 hours what this market might be doing. And... Um, it's an interesting race as well because you've got Malaboom that was scratched from Sydney, goes to Melbourne here, who's been solid in the market. A few good judges are tipping Spicy Marks as their best, but she's drawn gate 13, and there's a lot of wraps on Shiva. 
um, who's drawn 14. So what are, what's the market telling us here, Jules? Yeah, I mean, this is the perfect example where we're going to see raced number, spicy mug, which was a really big figure when it won last start. So we see that number versus the unraced Shiva, who's holding its spot right now at the market. So this is the perfect guide, probably with five minutes to go. I think you're going to see some big swings here to see what happens. Now, Spicy Margs held that rail um, last start and demolished him, and it was, as I say, a really big number. But now we've got the map that is it going to be able to cross? Is it going to be able to get across and lead? Now, if it does find that spot, you'd think it would be probably be the winner, but... I think there's enough market support for others to suggest it's going to really struggle. I'll put it this way, guys. I think if Spicy Marg's in this field right now, after all the scratchings had drawn gate one or two, I think right now it would be have a two in front of it. I think there's just the numbers big, but they're worried about map of it being able to cross. So if you think this Spicy Marg is going to be able to get across from 13 with no issue whatsoever, then I think it's probably a bet for you because the number is solid as a rock. Whereas Shiva... Um, we haven't seen it. Big rasp, but it draws 14. I mean, is it going to take its medicine, go all the way back? How we think Mooney Valley is going to play? So yeah. there's a possibility that Shiva, if I look at it and I go, Shiva, unraced horse, pretty, you know, it's holding up some market percentage here at $5 and solid. Come that last two or three minutes, it's the possibility to really shift out to $758 just from where it could end up mapping and, and not having any data on it. But if it holds its price or ends up starting 440 460 then I think that, is as big, as big a push um, as you'll get in, in a race like this. So, again, really fascinating, but the number there for Spicy Margs is pretty big. It's just whether they think they can get uh, you can get that rail. I'll get to these questions throughout the morning, um, but this is relative what we're talking about here. This is from James. Hey, G, I took the early price on Spicy Margs knowing that the top three were coming out as I thought I'd have a better price after deductions, which is the case. Keen to hear Jules's thoughts on waiting for scratchings or taking the risk on deductions. This is a great question, James, because I think a lot of people were thinking about that on Thursday when they were listening to Giddy Up, for instance, and hearing that horses like um, Shaken and the likes, Australia will be going to Sydney and not to Melbourne, but they were still dominating that market in Melbourne. Yeah, it, it is a really good point. And I think many punters um, have that, you know, issue uh, whether to take. Now, I mean, also the other part to that is, do you think Spice, what price is Spicy Mars going to start if Outback Miss or Estrella do actually run in this race or Shake and Do run in this race? So you've got to be careful there as well because obviously you'd think the big numbers of Estrella or, or Shake and might have uh, impacted obviously clearly the price of Spicy Mars. But if you know they're definitely not going to be there, I think the way Racing Victoria have got it right now, and I speak purely from a Victorian point of view of the deductions, I think it's probably in the favour of punters. I, I think it's probably, if you're happy to, I think it, it, they're very, I'm not going to say super generous, but I think they're pretty generous uh, the way the deductions are, the templates built, that I think you usually, if you know your horse is going to be solid throughout uh, and not that late drift, I think going early is not, not the worst advice I'd give out. This is winners. They're giving away too much. Yes. This is winners and the opening bell. Gareth Hall and Jules Valance with you on this Saturday morning. 0499 736 736 to join our conversation. Big hello to George the Butcher from Craigieburn. They tell me he produces the best meat 
He's texting. He likes one at Mooney Valley Race 4, number two, Tarazino for the Horsham trainer, Paul Pruska. So good on you, George, for setting that. Through 0499736736 to join our conversation. Let's take a break. We'll be back to analyse a few of the other markets, especially in Melbourne and Sydney, with Jules Valance and the opening bell. Kilmore Toyota, home of Toyota Hilux 4x4 and 4x2. Ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Nothing better than some spicy girls on a Saturday morning. Jill's Valance. Let's move on to race number three at Mooney Valley. Now, what are they telling us about another wheel? It's been well supported. Another one for the car, uh, the, the Mara and Eustace camp. Maddie Cartwright takes the ride. Um, what will the market do with this galloper? Yeah, really solid at the moment. So can't put a hole in it from a market perspective. Started, you know, $1.60, $1.65 sort of last start um, at Moe on a really wet track, so I've got to convert that now to. And I think this race probably, this track probably races. Look, we've got beautiful conditions. You'd think probably get to a good four, but I think it all races probably a soft five throughout again. So I think punters need to note that. But good number last start, albeit on a really wet track. But we've seen horses being able to transfer across to you know the soft surface, no issue at all. Just going to be a little bit tricky possibly for Cartwright from that gate to where it gets. I think this is going to be a really tactical race. There's not a lot of horses on paper that you would go, okay, well, it's your designated leader. But I think there might be a few that realise, okay, well, many of them are going to play a certain way. I've drawn well. Um, this might be my chance to get a Metro win as a, as a three-year-old. So I think you'll see a little bit more speed than possibly you expect. I think horses like No Drama from that inside gate might try and hold a spot. and There might be a few other. In terms of other horses that have been supported affordable. Just a little bit of spec in there, goes for a horse that's yep. drawn horribly. But if you go through its form and you go, when has its best performance has been? And its best performance has been, two in particular, have been when they've gone forward. So I wouldn't be surprised, market sort of suggesting to me that affordable might roll forward from that wide gate and try and sit OSL or something like that. And the other one that's had some really good support is Hill Rip. Um, sort of twelve, thirteen dollars even this morning. Well, it's now eight dollars, and I don't even know if the eight dollars will last. Yes. And it's been mixing its form, but I think there's one major form factor that the punters will be able to identify. And that's correct, yeah. And and that's no knock on the other jockeys, no. you know, no knock on Apprentice Luke Campbell or anything like that. He's been on the last start, but Blake Shin clearly um, exceeding market expectation. That's a big plus, fifty three and a half, drawing a really good gate. So you can understand why there's been some support can, for that horse. Can the market tell us anything about these three-year-olds over the 2,000 metres in the fourth? This is really tricky. What it's telling me is is that the market wants to be against Torrenzino, who to the eye last start and on the numbers was extraordinary. It was a brutally fast run race. It comes home last 400, 200, pretty good compared to the rest of the day. Did a lot wrong. Uh, and you'd think, well... It's going again over this kind of distance. It's only going to improve, isn't it? But the market's taking a set against it. This is a horse that I would have thought would have been a lot shorter come Saturday, like right now. So they're against it and they're with a few others. So So Sleek holding its position, you would think 
um, in the market. It probably rolls forward sits in the first two or three. But the big one that they've had a real good go at here, guys, is the seventh slain. Um, again, sort of okay. double figures bet. Now $7. Don't think the $7 is going to last. Like It's just about to get knocked off the board. So what are we seeing again? We've drawn that gate one. So maybe it holds yep. that spot. Maybe they think that lane one, lane two around Mooney Valley today is going to be an advantage. And that's what we're seeing uh, with this race in particular. But, yeah, at the moment, what I'm seeing, Torrenzino, if you like it, you're going to get better than that 440, 460 currently at the moment, that's, which is a surprise to me. But um, it seems like that's the way it's moving. That's a, a good um, some advice there for George the Butcher from Craigie Burn. So don't um, head to the tab nice and early, George. Um, just hold off because your horse there, Torresino, who you like, will be drifting today. We'll have a look at race five before we go to the news. They're tipping me Keats once again, Jules. Um, are they backing Keats this morning? Not really. They're backing Milford, to be honest, uh-huh. who's sort of the fit horse. <laughs> Get Shin. Uh, young Verda won a couple of weeks uh, ago. No wonder the bookies are worth. No wonder the bookies are worth billions. <laughs> I know Young Verda won that nearly. I couldn't believe that, but please. Um, they will have their turn some days. Some days. Um, so yeah, good support from Milford again. A horse that's drawn gate one or two. It's drawn two, obviously. And look, Keats is. I think Keats. For me, and I've spoken about this a lot with you in the review shows on Mondays, is that if this track really races like a soft five or soft six in particular, then I think it comes right into its own, and I think the market gravitates towards. I think if this market, if this track races like a good yeah. four, I think it might just get a little bit soft in the market. But it's going to be able to control the race. We expect that that's going to be a positive. And conversely, favourite Flash Flood, who was sort of two ninety and wasn't really budging Thursday and Friday. You're now getting a price about it, say three ten, three twenty. You're going to get better than that if you like uh, flash flood, because I think Milford and Keats are going to be in front of them, and might be hard to run down. All right, then let's take the news. It is uh, nine thirty four here on Winners on this Saturday morning with Gareth Hall and also Jules Valance on opening the bell. Thanks for Kilmore Toyota. Personalize our used vehicles up to your spec, and also of course Pickle Bet. Um, news time, we'll be back to analyse the second half of this uh, Mooney Valley meeting on this Saturday afternoon. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Jules Valens with you. This is the opening bell. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles and pickle bed and foxcatcherintel.com. Jules Valens joins us. He's on fire at the moment. And uh, let's have a look at race six as we run through the back half of this card at the Valley. Strawberry Rock is tags on the money, according to the market. Are they following him in um, here, Jules, in race six? Yeah, there's definitely some support for this horse, no doubting that at all. I mean, I think sort of the original favourite, um, JKN, is the horse that's going to drift in the market. So if you like that horse, I think it's going to start with a four in front of it. Currently, it's got a three in front of it, sort of that 380, 390. I think it's going to drift. There's, again, one of those races where they're happy to play with a few, a horse like Thorin. Um, good support sort of this morning and, and yesterday afternoon, sort of double figures into $7.50. It's solid. Um, Woods, 
really good support for that horse. Again, double figures, sort of into that $7, $7.50. And even the bottom one, never again. He sort of seems, you know, to have some moments, but has sort of struggled, I think, recently. But maybe a big drop in class will help it. And even look sharpish. So this is a race where you see the original favourite, they're backing around it. It's going to get much bigger, JKN. And, you know, they've got an opinion on a few others. But this is a, a real messy race from a market perspective, Gaz. I don't think there's anything really solidified in this at all from what I can see. And how does the market work here in race seven over the 1,600? Like Chief Elton, he takes up a bit of the percentage, but doesn't look like it's going to be a great map for him at the Valley, even though he enjoys this track. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. It gets Craig and gets some real positives on 53 kilos. This is this is a horse that seems to always run really well with big weights, and then we don't see it too often getting an opportunity with such a light weight. Is it going to be an acceleration horse that's going to really burn off that? We know that um, some horses, if they do drop in weights, they just don't have the turn of foot. They're just one of those grinding horses that doesn't have such a big impact compared to a horse that can run a quick 11-1, 11-2, who drops, drops down in the weight. So that's going to be interesting for that horse. Again, this is a really messy sort of market. Like Jimmy the Bear, awkward gate as well. The blinkers come off. We know it was a massive, massive go last start in the Winter Championship final where they had the blinkers on first time. They rolled forward. Um, you know, ended up starting you know, 250, 260 from sort of $6 being bet. And that's not going to happen today. It's a real interesting map, I think, for Blake. Mm. Um, horse like Royal Mile, a bit of support for it this morning. Pashiro draws that inside draw. It's probably the horse that has been supported Thursday, Friday, Friday Pashiro. But now I think bigger players playing. They're happy to probably remove it from the market a little bit. So $8, I think, is probably poison for that horse at the moment. Um, it probably gets back out to double figures. And then there's this really big watch. On the one down the bottom, Gaz, Urban Oasis, who, yes. you know, on the minimum import sets up really well, but um, don't know much about it to see where it's sort of forward enough to be competitive and where it's going to sit in, in transit. So really tricky race. I think, you know, betting into this race, you, you, you know, you're very, very brave, I think, because mm. there's a few unknowns that I've, I've got... Um, in my head at the moment about this race. Race eight's an interesting race, but surely the punters, are they coming for a horse that we black book on our review show a couple of weeks ago on Divine Diva that gets shin and an inside gate? Yeah, it gets the right sort of conditions, doesn't it, that um, we speak about. We think lane one might be an advantage, so it's drawn the pole. It's just going to be where it gets. We know that it doesn't have the ability to be able to lead and even possibly sit leaders back. Now, if Blake can get leaders back, I think the punters would be pretty happy. You've just got to get some luck at some stage, but you are going to have to have that luck. Um, it's a small field. It looks a real... I think they'll race really tight in this race, and I think there's going to be probably hard luck stories. So as much as gate one looks ideal with Blake Shin, this horse ends up back three the rail, uh, which is clearly definitely a possibility today. Um, it could get really, really yucky to watch. So, mm. But market support for it, a um, bit of market support for Delicious Tycoon who's drawn wide, but I expect it probably to roll forward so you can understand that. And really good support for the one near the bottom, Levor, uh, here, Gaz. Williams goes on. They tried to roll forward last start, just a victim of circumstances, ended up three, four wide, punching the breeze. And there was a breeze sort of going into that around Flemington last start. So it didn't work out for it at all. Williams on, close to the min, roll forward, really good setup, and it's been absolutely 
like really well back $10 sort of into $6 now. So that's a really good push. But I can't, from a market perspective, knock Defiant Diva at any stage. It's been pretty solid throughout betting at 3.30. And the last race, an interesting one, because Pirelli, I think that the, I think the pro punters might want to take her on today, but she remains solid in the market despite the gate. Yeah, and that, and I think you're right. That, that's sort of solid in the market, absolutely. And from what I can see, they don't want to really throw it away just yet. I think we get the advantage of seeing eight races before the bigger guys are going to really um, show their hand. But the map does look really awkward for it. So you could you could easily see this horse starting 350, 360. Mm-hmm. Now, if we see the first eight races go a little bit different and they're swooping and it's a great advantage to be out wide, then this horse is going to start much shorter than that 270, 260 that we see right now. So this is a race you just don't need to play in early. I think Mooney Valley is probably the one track where yeah. out of all the tracks in Melbourne Metropolitan, it's okay to just hold off. As I said, if you slightly miss a price by one or two points because you've held off to get all the information that you wanted beforehand, then I think that's, you know, the better thing to do as a customer. Um, So I think we're going to see a lot of action, but we're not going to see it for a long time until we see a few of these races play out. All right, let's take a quick break. On the other side of it, we'll look at some of the better races in Sydney. We'll also touch on the lightning stakes in Adelaide.